you lose days. Like all of a sudden you're like, what day is it? <laughs> I, I, it, it was just crazy because it was like, I was just looking and message you about tomorrow, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but today I'm like, I'm at work. I'm sitting there looking. I see I put, I was like, oh, okay. Then. So I hit the two people that I posted to did tomorrow about the day. And then when you hit me, I was like, okay, send the link. I was like, yeah, you know, send the link. So I'm thinking you asking for a day ahead. <laughs> I realized it was today. So I feel like real, like, idiotic. But at least I knocked out somebody for tomorrow. So that opened me up. Exactly. Like, look at, you've got to look at the positives. You've got everyone done, and you're ahead of the game for once. Oh my God, I was not ready for that. So how are you doing today, gorgeous? I'm great. How about you? I, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I can't complain. Just in, just just podcasting, doing my thing, doing my thing. And, and how I love you, it. How have your week been? Good. It's been it's been a busy week. Um, I got home from Vegas on what day are we on? We're on when we're on Wednesday, right? So I got home on Monday. And then had yesterday off and then was back at my regular vanilla job, which is lab testing today. Oh, which is funny. She does porn and she works in the lab testing. I do. <laughs> so That's you can get my porn and I test you for STIs at the same time. <laughs> so she can fuck you and make sure that you're clean. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. So I'm sitting here looking at you with, I think, Dread Wade and Eliza Ray, two people I've interviewed. Eliza Ray, my homie. That's my. I boy. love him. That was, we had been trying to do a collab forever, and he was gone or I was gone. And then when they asked me about the orgy, I had just gotten home. I had been off a plane 20, for 24 hours, and I was like, I'm super tired, guys. Like, and then they told me everybody who's going to be in it, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll be super untired now. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are heavy names. You got Casey James, Liza, Crystal Davis, Chocolate Beast, Dreadway. Congrats. You know, shout out to Dreadway for being nominated. I hope he wins the Urban X. I did vote for you, buddy. Me too. And, cross my fingers and my toes. <laughs> and, and so tell us about that origin. You know, it was it was last minute planned. Um, and Crystal had wanted to do something like that in filming, and Eliza asked me about it. And because I was planning to be at the creator event that night, because uh, we were the lab was part of the sponsorship, mm-hmm. so um, we had sponsored a table, and they asked me if I wanted to participate. And th- that's a lineup you don't say no to. Like that's never going to happen again in my lifetime. Where we're all there and we're all ready. I was like, oh, of course. Like there was just not even a question in my mind. Oh my goodness. So what did you do when you came back from Vegas? Um, I just finished up. I did a collab with uh, Brolo69. Um, and I did a ball busting, which I've never done before. Oh, and so I, you, was, I was... I was afraid because, like, I'm a like I can handle myself. You know, I'm mm. tiny, but you know, I come from Canada. We're scrappy, mm. and so I I did it. It was fantastic. I I actually really enjoyed myself, <laughs> <laughs> and it was. I'm like, this is gonna be the greatest sales ever. And then the next day from that ball busting, I shot for Queer Crush. And I got to shoot with my idol, which was Jupiter Jetson. Whoa. And I almost threw up twice on the way there because I was so nervous. 
<laughs> and because she is even more beautiful in person. And so I got to enjoy her for, for an hour. And that will be down as one of my greatest scenes of all time. Oh, my goodness. So with that being people, welcome to the Smokers Lounge. Exactly. I just about died. I'm like, oh, my God, Jupiter Jetson. And I got to meet Devon, um, who, oh. Devon Knight, who's actually nominated in the Urban X uh, for BBW. And I fell in love with her. She is the sweetest, kindest, most beautiful person I've ever met in my whole life. She she is a legend. Actually, she's been doing it for a minute. Very, very well-known lady. And she's one of the ladies that actually, when I was active, I wanted to work with. Her. Exactly. Like, she's just, and she's so, like, you know, she's nominated again. And I said, I, I believe that this year is her year because she's done such amazing work and she's such a good person. If I have to sit there and vote every freaking hour of every day, I will do it. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. So with that being said, people, you know how we start off. And once again, welcome to the Smokers Lounge. You know who I am. Welcome. Southern Champ, a.k.a. the foreign rap star. Y'all know what to do. Find all my links with one link. Allmylinks.com backslash foreign rap star. Let me tell you about four wonderful sponsors that we do have. First off, the Facebook of the LS community, lsworld.com. Next up, the hottest adult magazine in the game, racismmagazine.com. And for you content creators, 90% profit. No hashtag issues, but you consumers a new place to consume your triple H content. I'm talking about excitebunny.com. And last but not least, award-winning, award-nominated. We're talking about smut with voiceover. And they even have virtual reality so you can watch their porn with the Oculus. I'm talking about blusherotica.com. Also, proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So go over to shopgwdistrict.com and why don't you buy something, why don't you? Also, check me out five days a week in the morning at policewalkradio.com as I chop it up with the, the brightest and greatest stars of our industry. We give you that real smoke about the industry with no sugar coating. <laughs> check us out at skyhawkappadarktv.com as well as the BGP LLC app. Now I'm going to let this gorgeous, sexy, milk Oh. Yeah. Joy looking at introduce herself. Well, I am Brie Austin, and I've been doing my porno anniversary will be in August. And mm. I've been doing content and mainstream porn now for about a year. A year. So a year. A year. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. So, so let's let's start there. What got you into this? Say that again, my love. Is it, what, what got you into this? What got it, you into it is actually a funny story. I, um, you know, I had always watched porn and I've always been, well, and then when I came down into the United States, you know, the culture is more accepted down here. Mm-hmm. And so I started as a unicorn in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys that I was um, a part of, you know, with him um, he actually was really large in porn and I didn't know. And so when he told me, he said, you'd be really good at porn. And I told him he was full of horseshit. <laughs> and then he told me who he was. And I was like, well, you know, it's COVID. Um, criminal justice was not hiring because the courts were closed. Um, cause I, you know, specialized in public defense. 
Um, uh, even though I used to be a cop, I, I started doing public defense. And so then I was like, well, why not try? So I tried. She used to be a cop, public defense. Now she does porn. I did. And then I went, yeah, I went to public defense investigation. And mm. then the courts closed. And then I worked for the medical examiner. That mm. was fun. <laughs> Dead dead people all day <laughs> oh yeah and then i went to porn so people just kind of laugh it's like my my little progression of deviancy <laughs> my god so shoot so when so when you started getting porn what was the first step that you took i just that the people were so because i had always been a, a hypersexualized person but it was my people like there were people like me that didn't judge me that celebrated who I was and I'd never had that before and mm. it was a it's a way for me and it's an industry where I feel safe where mm. the people I enjoy there's no judgment you know we're all a community um no one steps back from me in my own community where the outside world they do yeah you know the yep. outside world doesn't like us oh no oh no because they don't understand. Because exactly. a man supposed to be one man with one woman, you know what I'm saying? Probably they don't understand swinging. They no. think it's physical, where it's more mental. You know, it, we we talk about all that on my body. <laughs> exactly. And they don't get, you know, I had the conversation the other day with, with, a, with an actual, my apartment complex. I'm very open what I do. I do not hide it. My family knows I was not going down that road where no one was going to know. Everybody was going to know. And I had a conversation with a friend of mine and I said, you know, one of the guys I shoot with, I'm really good friends with him. um, But I'm also really good friends with his girlfriend. And people are like, well, how does that work? And well, I just show their relationship respect. Him and I are friends. We shoot together. We have sex. It doesn't have to meet like we're still friends. Yeah. And I respect their relationship. And people don't understand that, how it works. Yeah, because even with me, God told somebody that I'm single, I said, I would want to be in a poly relationship or a swing relationship or open relationship. Because yeah. I know I can be monogamous. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Because I'm going to want to fuck something else and I probably want something to fuck my woman. And I want to watch. So, and eventually join in, you know, period. So, because, you know, Sharon is Karen. But, uh... <laughs> and that's what I tell people. I'm like, there's a difference between emotional monogamy and physical monogamy. And if you can't separate the two, then you're going to live a very sad and boring life. <laughs> okay, it's funny how you have people in our younger lives, we didn't understand who was beating on swingers or nothing like that. It's when we got older and understood that you can be with somebody else and still love the one you're with. Exactly. You know, we automatically assume that if we fuck somebody other than our wife, it's cheating. It's only exactly. cheating that wife don't know. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. And people don't get the concept, and you try to educate them, but you know, you're either going to get it or you don't. So, so when you started, you started doing content trade at first. I did. I, I knew I, I had signed with a smaller agency and then that didn't go as well. Um, they're still great people. We were just very different. Mm-hmm. 
And so then I went, um, so as I built my content up, I kind of talked to everybody how people went into this. And then I just started self-booking. And it was an agency that told me, there's no guidebook. We'll help you, you know, draft an email. And so he helped me draft an email. It was Danny Season from ATMLA, helped me draft an email. And now I send it out. I was sending it out to directors. And that's how I got booked with Team Skeet. He said, sure, send me some casting photos. And it went from there. (laughs) Interesting. She said casting photos, people. Yes, they still do casting photos. Can you please tell everybody what the casting photos were? A casting photo, you do not have to look your best. Because believe me, if you see my casting photos, I kind of look like trailer trash. But they're just a true representation of your body with no filter. So front and back and the sides so they can see absolutely everything 360. And that goes in a package with my what we call pretty girl photos so that they know what I look like when I'm dead up. So you have a true representation of what I can show. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> with a lady because it, it was a conversation about how do men approach women? And I brought up how it was done back in the day, which apparently still do this day. Yeah. We had to send profile pics. Our profile pics are different from theirs because our profile pics is two of them is a full body, completely nude, we're hard on, and then an up close picture of your dick. Exactly. Ooh, I can't believe they did that back in the day. That's sexual assault. That's sexual harassment. No, it's not. It's no, it's. <laughs> It's called, they want to see what the fuck they're paying for, you dumb fucking broad. I'm still of the old school. So it's a casting photo. It's, you know, like, it's what I tell people. I'm pretty sure because I think she shot for a major company where she had to give out the same photos. All All the companies want them. They all do. They all ask for the same. Like, you have to, you have, I have a folder for my casting photos. And a folder of my cont like of my pretty girl photos. Then I have representation of my content to send, and then my references. So then I send the entire package up to you now at this point. <laughs> yeah, and people act like that was so crazy to believe that they still do that. I said, yeah, it's still Hollywood. Just like if you're going for an acting gig, you have to give them profile you had to give them a face shot you had to give them a swimsuit pic you mm-hmm. know and you got to give them a little you know you know dressed up pic or what have you because yeah. they what you look like in certain areas so they know if you fit that role or not you know exactly. and yeah. it gives them a heads up of possibly how they're gonna have to shoot you like I have no arch I have learned I had a, my director from Team Skeet said, your arch is terrible because I have a fused back. So mm-hmm. he, he spent an hour showing me how I could use that into a different angle that could be shot. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it's all about. And I tell everybody, if you're going to go into porn thinking this is just having sex for money and this shit's easy, oh, hell no. Like, I study how I'm posing what angles I have to use because I'm shorter, so I have limitations. Yeah, because... So because, I have to know what's better. Yeah, because we're fucking for the camera. We're not fucking for pleasure. 
exactly. Like, <laughs> open up to the camera. <laughs> Sometimes girls don't have orgasm on set. And it just, it's, I, I've always been lucky that I'm, I'm just an easy person to deal with um, that way. But it is, like, people forget that it is still a job. And we're there to, I'm there to create a fantasy for my fans because it's about them. They're the ones that are paying for it. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, with Team Ski, your first uh, paid gig, major gig? Um, It wasn't my first paid. My first paid one was Blowbang Girls. Okay, okay. And then right after that, but Team Skeet was my first major one. And I have the one scene is out, um, mm-hmm. and then I have one scene in the bank. Mm-hmm. And you, y'all can hear that, that Canadian accent, right? I, it's terrible, isn't it? Wait till you hear I me say A. I love the Canadian accent. We have to say about. Oh, and yeah, people go, say about. I'm like, about. And they're like, you say it funny. I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, I love the E. Always the A, right? It's always the A. I love it to death. So let's unpack both of these shoes. All right. So the Orbang one was your first pro pro shoe. Yeah. Um, so tell us about walking in, your thought process, your emotions, was you nervous? You know, paint the picture for us. I wasn't really nervous. I think what I was, I was more excited because I wanted to know you know, because I love oral sex, right? That's my thing. And so, and I love giving that pleasure. So I was like, you know, how many guys do I get? And, you know, how is this, you know, I just wanted to keep going and they all petered out. I was like, oh, that's it? Okay. (laughs) She tapped him out. I was done in an hour and I was like, oh, that's sad. (laughs) (laughs) So she, so because I, I'm pretty sure they had the studio set up, the big cameras, the lights, and stuff like that. Um, it 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 was a different beast than probably what you was normally accustomed to. It was like it was because it was you know like I I didn't really have a conversation with the guys beforehand. It was mm. just basically I got really great dicks in my face, and then I'd blow them, and then they'd come on my face. And I was just, I was so happy. I was, I was like a pig in shit. Like, it, that's the best way I can say it. Because I'm Canadian. We have, like, the stupidest sayings. I was like, this is fantastic. Can we keep going? And they're like, lady, like, holy Jesus, relax. Like, I was like, that was only seven. He's like, I can only pay you for seven. See, this is a woman I would enjoy working with, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, she's a whole lot of fun. So, and then we moved to the team ski. I'm sitting there looking at the visuals from it. Um, of course, you played the maid. Um, tell us about the scene. Like, I was Nana. Because I do not care about age play. You want to put me as Nana? Fucking put me as Nana. I am happier than shit. Oh, so y'all did um, two Per me? Y'all did two scenes. I two did. Scenes. The, the first okay. one... The first one isn't out yet. Um, that was with Josh Rivers, and I, I play Nana the Masseuse. Mm-hmm. The, the second one that is out is with Oliver and Afton, and I got to play Nana that helps them clean because they are terrible cleaners. Yeah. I, had, I had so much fun in that scene. Um, Afton's a great girl. Mm-hmm. She makes me laugh. Oliver's hysterical. 
And what people don't know is that when we shoot mainstream, it's over the course of eight hours. Yeah. So it's a long day because we're doing three different scenes. Um, but I, again, didn't want it to end. It's six o'clock and I'm like, oh, really? That's it? Like, now I got to go home. I'd be doing some time after shoot. I'd be like, damn. Because filming was my escape. Because, like, like, no matter what was going on, I could just focus on filming the scene, making the content, working with the girl, taking the pictures and stuff like that. So, yeah, I can understand that because, like, sometimes when it's over, I'd be like, damn. It's like a depression almost, right? Like, it's like, you know, I was driving home and, and you have that almost, it's like a self-doubt, right? That, oh, my God, am I going to get another one? You know, I miss this. I want to go back to where my people are until you acclimate back at home for a few days. And then, but it was still like, I was already on the next one. Like, okay, when's the next one? And I was really blessed. Because as I drove home, I got the message that I was going to shoot for private society. And it was congrats. Thank you. So I did three scenes with them um, that have to be released. And they that was my first anal scene. And mm-hmm. it was with John Long, who's awesome. Okay. I love yeah. him. And, um, and then I did Jason Pierce and Vicaray. And... I came home a very tired girl. I was I was very sore on the plane. Yeah, from the first name you just said. <laughs> I was I got on the plane and I was like, I feel every a every year of my 43 years at this point. Like, is there not is there not like a heat pad for my hoo-ha on this plane? Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. So because um like I said, because people realize when you it content trade shoots and paid shoots are different. Because like yeah. I said, the content trade, you get the opportunity to really get to know the talent before y'all shoot. Versus the paid gig, you got a short amount of time to develop that chemistry. Exactly. You know? So with the paid gig, what are some of the things that the talent did on set to kind of help with the chemistry? Well, my first, so the, out of the three guys that I was shooting with at Private Society, I had only met one of them, which was Jason Pierce. Him and I were friends. So that mm. made it easy. Um, but John was really good when I went on set with him. Um, you know, they drive us out, which is a 15 minute drive. And it's kind of like a camaraderie. You're both in the business together. So there's always that attraction. You know who they are beforehand. And you're just about creating what's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And so if you get out of your own way mm-hmm. and just try to automatically have that connection, like find something that you like about that person and it turns you on. Mm-hmm. And then that's all the emotional connection you need, because as the scene progresses, you develop it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because and it develops fast, you know, um, because I try to tell people, um, when you're filming, it, especially if you've been doing it for a minute, it becomes second nature anyway. It does. So it takes much time to build chemistry to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Period. Well, and it's so, like you go into it. It's not like you're going to have sex with ugly people or people you don't want. They're all hot. Like It's like basically like a shopping list of hot. I didn't have to do all the 
the lead up to hooking up with the guy who was arranged for me. <laughs> yeah, he ain't never lied. Y'all be telling dudes, I be like, because even with the biggest mistake guys make when they come up, they don't realize that one is a business to begin. So you yeah. can't take shit out of the way. And then two, the other part of it is, is that you don't know she's married or what have you. And I tell people, it's two different types of flirts. You have your own set flirt, and you have your offset flirt. Just because she's very flirtatious on set don't mean you're getting the pussy offset. You know what I'm saying? I exactly. think a lot. Go ahead. That's exactly. And it's, it's about how a guy approaches you. Like, one of the best approaches um, was Oliver. Uh, when I was going to shoot with him, he sent me a personalized video of himself telling mm. me he was excited to shoot with me. Mm. And that was the best approach I'd ever, you know, you automatically had that chemistry with that person going, they took five minutes out of their day mm. to tell me a nice thing about myself before they even met me. Mm. You know, that gets you a million, a million credits right there. And any oh, yeah. guy who shoots with me and is just like, hey, how you doing? What's your name? How are you? Mm. You know, that's, that's, I love that. The gentleman approach, right? That's going to get you a million times farther in my book than the, hey, baby, and send me a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, because that's the thing I always ask people is when guys hit you up, what do you look for? From them, other than they cute, got a big dick that sit here and says, I want you on content trade. You know, just saying, you know, it was a simple message. I got one today from a guy, and um, I was like, that was a, you know, I've had it from guys who are small creators because I worked with a guy that has like doesn't even have an OnlyFans yet, it's yet to launch mm -hmm. to guys that have you know our mainstream stars. And the ones that I've shot with all have the same kind of aspect to them is, hi, how are you doing? I've seen your work. I quite like it. Would you be available for a content trade? Please let me know. Have a great day. It's not complicated. I don't require pictures because I can read Twitter by myself. Um, I don't require anything other than just being a person. And so then when I get a request like that, it, it's how you approach me. Then I look at your photos and I look at the body of work that you've done and or who you've shot for. If you don't have your own content, who have you shot for? And then then I just go from there. And I'd probably say 90% of the guys that, you know, approach me, I'll shoot with them. Some of them I'm like, you know, if you're in L.A. and can't travel, you're on my list. Mm. of when I get out there but mm. if you come to Arizona and you know I'll always make myself available if you're here oh okay see Tom Lays like this made me wish that I was retired <laughs> I know damn it <laughs> see she made me feel sexy stop girl stop girl stop <laughs> so I'm saying going through your Twitter feed I just love your BJ technique um you do sensual blowjobs I, I like my specialty yeah, and it's kind of, to me, it's like, it, girls are so, how can I put this? We have lost the art of the blowjob. Oh, my God. I, You know, I've heard this from guys. It shouldn't be, like, you're not going to go down my deep throat all at once, right? Like, 
please don't try to face fuck me right away because like I gotta get there. I like to make it an experience that it should be start sensual, then it builds to the point that it would drive you insane. That to me, providing a guy pleasure like that, that's a way that I can give a piece to, of myself. That's the only way that I know how to give up a true piece to myself is it's it's like my artwork. <laughs> yeah, because to me it's like I'm sorry, I like watching the slow methodical blowjob versus, you know, oh, it could be sloppy, what have you, versus she getting face fucked. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, it's kind of like it shows she having fun with the dick and making gloves to dick. And it looks better on camera. You, know, it's a, you have to have fun with it and you have to get lost in it and it, it not be steps. Like each person's different in what they like. So I try to find you know, between your vocals and, you know, how I can feel your muscles tense of what you like and what you don't. And then I try to adjust that really fast so that I always kind of have a game plan in my head. So then I just slot you in different pieces on how I'm going to do that. <laughs> because what I can see from her, her, her Twitter page people, she loves sucking dick because that's the majority of the videos. <laughs> I'm telling you, blow bangs. Like, if you gave me a million, I would be the happiest child in the world. I just sit on my knees all day and I'd be quite happy. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Jesus. But no, it, but see, that to me, I like females that get off on giving head because yeah. it makes the scene more intense, especially when it comes to the fuck. You know, period. Because it gives it one, I'm sorry, every man wants to feel one. So when you have one day sucking your dick, it makes you want to fuck even more, you know. And that's the thing is that you know, like I, if I'm with someone, I'm always like, poor Jason Pierce. When I had him three days in Vegas, he actually had to tell me to stop. He's like, okay, enough now. Like I have to shoot another scene tomorrow. Like, lady, get your fucking face off my dick. And it was because I was just like. I like her. <laughs> You're always going to tell me no versus the other way around. Because, um, like, I could play there all day, right? And I enjoy it. I enjoy, you know, guys do a lot. And it's maybe po unpopular opinion. Um, but I'm kind of like the old school girl who will still take care of a man. That, you know, that's a way that I can show you something where it gets to be about you for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Right. Or if you're in my blowjobs, no one usually lasts beyond seven. So for seven minutes, I have the greatest time of my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that includes, it includes <laughs> rimming and includes sucking balls. It's like a whole buffet. <laughs> See, now I'm getting a crush, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting a crush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So shoot. So. And um, I also like the fact that you got the short hair. It, 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 it's very sexy to me, and it makes you stand out. Thank you. Know, you. You know, because, um, and plus you got them prison eyes. It just... Thank you. <laughs> so with that being said, if you know what time of the show it is, it's your favorite time of the show. It's that time of the show where the pussies go, dry the dicks go, limp, they talk about the business. This is part of the show where it gets unsexy for a little bit, people. We 
talk about the business side of things. We ain't talking about the family. We talk about the shit that we got to do to make the money. You mm-hmm. know? And you, you made mention of it because, like I said, you're coming in. Did you think coming in that your age would be the problem? No. Well, partially yes and partially no. I was concerned because I wasn't sure... You know, because when I see MILFs, they're all like, for a lot of companies, they're 25 and over. And I'm like, oh, God, that's a problem. Like, I'm in my 40s. So I was kind of concerned. So someone said, oh, yeah, there's 70-year-old ladies doing porn. And I was like, shut the freaking front door. Where? Read a day. Seek a black. I can go down the list. And, well, and then, you know, the only thing that, that I think that I got weirded out about um, when I went into porn was there were certain things culturally that I am different from being from Canada. Mm-hmm. One of the first questions I got asked was, would you do interracial porn? And I got confused because it's not a thing we talk about in Canada. Like race is just not something we consider. And so I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, will you do interracial porn? I'm like, well, yeah. What? <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, I don't fucking don't care if they're green. Like, I don't care. And they have to ask white girls then, because because interracial is king down here. Interracial is king. And it you is, know? but I still don't. I I still have a hard time grasping it. Like, I have a hard time grasping. I think I read somebody's tweet. I think it was. Um, Wreck-It Ralph's tweet mm. the other day that girls were asking or or they were being offered to be paid a higher rate to do interracial porn and, and I even got offended because I'm like I don't care like it's not to me about the race of a person it's about the person yeah but I still couldn't believe that we're still back there right like because in Canada it's very very different like you know, mm-hmm. here you guys have race on forms, which I have to fill out at work. It freaking slaughters me every time. I'm like, what do you mean Hispanic or non-Hispanic? You can't ask these questions in Canada. And it, 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 people wonder why they say Canada's a better country than America. Like, let me tell you, Canada is like, it's like communism. It's not a great place to live. But in certain aspects like this part... Yeah. It's a lot easier. Like, we don't have those cultural wars or, or anything. It's just everybody's just the same, right? Rich or poor or whatever. So I am still naive, and people still make fun of me down here because I will get that look on my face of, what? <laughs> Pardon? Oh, so so with that being said, I just think, so how often do you film to keep up with your updates? So with my, so what I try to do is um, I do have that banked content. So like the business side of stuff, I try to release um, once every two weeks on OnlyFans. Um, many vids tries to get once a week because I do give them exclusivity on my week, my videos for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm shooting at least twice a month. Um, mm-hmm. That's the minimum. Um, but if I go somewhere like Vegas, I ended up getting seven videos. So then I have that much banked content. So I always try to have anywhere between one and two months banked content that is due to come out. 
the only reason being is I can never tell, like, what if a family situation came up or, mm. or I was sick or something like that. And I don't want my fans to suffer for that. So I try to make sure that I'm always, a, I'm OCD. So a little bit ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, because anybody that comes into our business and thinks right away that they're going to make six figures. They're stupid. We got to stop perpetuate like the, the the industry has to stop perpetuating that myth because it's not true. No, because even to the point like like this one this one this one male talent, and it irks me when he do it. He always want to give away money. He always yeah. want to post made. And Miss Be Nasty, everyone know who she is. She did the same thing. You're giving a false sense of how this industry works. You also yeah. give sense of how much money people make in this industry. Right. The caveat about this male talent was he already had money walking in because the motherfucker had a hit single. Juju on the beat, something like that. You know, you know, and like I said with Miss B Nasty, because she got hot, only fans made her the poster child, which in turn they pushed her through the algorithm. Exactly. So it's kind of like people were sitting and looking at her, Jimmy Smack, some of these Instagram models that already had a following from hell before they even got on. And automatically assumed, oh, this is easy. Not understanding it was the reason why they made this money and here's the kicker. The same girls that y'all were sitting here following behind, do you hear from them in 2023 now? That's exactly. It takes... I tell anybody, if you don't have 18 hours a day to put into this job, like I work a vanilla job, so I know, right? But then I come home and I work till 11 o'clock at night on my OnlyFans, many vids, answering DMs to fans, answering my Twitter stuff, prospecting new shoots. It's a constant cycle because you've got to make sure you always have something in the middle. Like I, I don't take time off. I'm lucky I live in a state that's perpetually sunny, so... I don't have to worry about that. But I constantly work. And I knew that if I wanted to do this, it was a three-year plan. So it was going to be three years of driving myself to insanity. And then after year three, I should be established enough that I can start to pick and choose. Yeah, because that's one thing that that the problem is when girls come in, they think short-term, they don't think. Yeah, I find that... The ladies that come in in their 40s and their 30s have longer success, better success, make money, more money long term than the girls that, like these Instagram girls and all that, because y'all a little bit kind of, how can I put it? Y'all don't give a shit. Shame been thrown out the window, that's one. Um, and two, it's kind of like, how can I put this? You have life experience walking into porn, which in turn puts you move smarter in business versus these other. It's it's so true. Like I have, you know, I'll have younger friends, obviously, um, mm-hmm. guys and girls, and I'll hear about their day or what they're stressing about, and I kind of laugh, and they're like, "Well, what do you mean you're laughing?" And I'm like, "That's a small thing, you know. It comes with age that you realize what bothers you and what doesn't bother you." And as you get older, it becomes more water off a duck's back. You just, if it's not like whatever, it's a minor inconvenience of my day. You start to focus on 
you know, what are the things that I need to do to build my business? Um, how am I, you know, because, you know, I'm a saver. So what I do for porn is basically, you know, funding my next part of porn, whatever I want to do, whether that be production or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm always conscious on the next step. And you have to learn to, what I tell people of being in porn is to be very less sensitive. Mm-hmm. Because people are always going to say shit that upsets you. Yeah. You know, it could be a post on your Twitter. It could be something minor. Um, Mm. But you got to just learn that it's like any other service industry. You just Mm. go, okay, like, you're not going to like everybody. So you just go, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because because the whole point of it is is that um, it's, it's a business. Right. Now, granted, yes, we're fucking for our business, but it's a business. It's a business. So. And it's, as I say to people, show up on time. Porn is the easiest job. You do not have to be the most attractive person in the world. Porn is a job of show up on time, show up with good personality on set, make everybody, you know, kind of at ease, do your mm-hmm. job, and go home. That's it. Oh yeah, because even because it because um, when because the main thing about our business is that um, learning boundaries, yeah, learning and and easy and also it gives us the grace to experience what we like sexually and find out what we like sexually because sometimes exactly. you know um a person might get to the point don't realize they enjoy being like a dude may not realize he's like being rimmed he get rimmed and he end up loving um some females may may not have done anal until they got to the point now they love anal. you know exactly it did what's some of the things that you found that that you was into that you didn't know you was into before you got born i was i had never been with someone younger than me um, it was just never something that I had experienced. And then all of a sudden being in my forties, everybody under the fucking age of 30 for male wants to fuck me. And I'm like, this is great. <laughs> like I am like a kid in a goddamn fucking candy factory. Like I'm like, this is hey, oh anyone see women in your age back is brass day prime. I beg to differ. I am <laughs> they, like, I'm this is- what you talking about? It, like I could have sex with, like I look at my Rolodex and I'm like, this is great. Like my life is great. I didn't know, like I knew I liked blowjobs, but I had never rimmed somebody. Mm-hmm. And then I had somebody who let me do it because not every guy will let you do it. True. Um, they get all freaked out about it. And so I had one guy let me do it, and it was Jason Pierce. And I was like, I could go to town on this. And now I do, like any guy I ask, I'm like, okay, this is what I like to do. If you don't, that's understandable. Just let me know. But I would like to have a field day down there. And then I realized I had my first anal scene and like, I was terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, but it went really, really well. And now what's happening is I knew I could squirt, but it used to be like kind of like an uncontrolled thing. And in private society, I had to tell them at one point, you got to pull out because I feel like there's a fucking fire hose going on in my body. And I am about to, like, shoot out enough squirt to, like, kill somebody. 
And I did. And it was like, get out of me because like, holy Jesus. And now I've realized that I'm so much more freer to enjoy stuff that my body does it as an automatic reaction now. Instead of being closed off before, um, now I'm always up for anything to try. Like, you know, I did a girl-girl scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done an MMF scene. I did the orgy scene. I'm like, bring on new indifference. <laughs> oh my god, she ready for a game, baby, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, my god, if I could, like, my goal, I have a bucket list is to end up on gangbang cream pie. It is number one on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep, that's right there. Rebel Rider just said a hundred man gangbang. I got a few years before I can get there, but. I keep putting these things on my bucket list. But she, she rebel rider. Yeah, I'm still waiting. That's the unicorn that I cannot seem to get on this podcast. But uh, she, she, she's very experienced with the game. So, she and- just did a hundred man one, and uh, two of the fluffers were my friends, and mm-hmm. I was just, I was astounded. I was like, "Girl, like I got, I got to work up to that." <laughs> she's a beast with it. You know, oh my god! Just, it's just amazing to me. Like it's art to me. Mm-hmm. But then again, like my eyeballs are like this big, going, "Woo!" <laughs> what? Oh my god! So do you edit your own footage? I actually, I am. To everyone knows, I'm technologically retarded. Um, I barely turn on computers by myself. So, um, I don't edit my own footage. I have a wonderful editor, and I send him all my stuff, and he makes it pretty. <laughs> yes, I see. He does a very good job of editing. I will tell him. Yeah, he does a very good job of editing and everything. So, um, and, and it's interesting because also people don't realize that, yes, we do have jobs. Because it's funny. Because yes. I'm nine to five. Um, also as a podcaster, you know what I'm saying? Um, and a little bit, well, started working my nine to five towards the end of my career. And mm-hmm. then, so it's kind of like, um, how do you balance? Because like I said, you got your nine to five and then of course you got to do the porn career, you know, period. I- so how do you balance, you know what I'm saying? Especially for you to give yourself downtime mental rest, all that shit. I am really lucky. I have great bosses that hired me because of porn, not in spite of it. Mm-hmm. And so they give me any time off that I want for shoots. Mm. So I love them for that. And then they know that, like, the lab to me is my baby. Um, and I'm very protective of my baby. They, My coworkers will tell you I may not be the most flexible boss in the whole wide world. <laughs> Do shit my way, not anybody else's way. Um, but I try to be the where I give myself maybe an hour or two at night. I have a dog. Um, mm. And I try to spend time with her. But I don't, you know, my first day off, day off was yesterday. And I really didn't know what to do with myself. Like I did laundry. I did all of that stuff. But I kind of mm. didn't know what to do. And. So I'm not there yet where I want to take a lot of time off, but I try to take, you know, an hour or two a day where it's just me time where, uh, you know, I love to watch sports. So as soon as I come home, I turn on some whatever sports on 
take the dog out for a walk, come back, we have dinner and play. And that's about it. I, I'm not a partier. <laughs> My idea of a party is a sports bar and food and beer. That's not like me, baby. I'm I, not I, a high class girl. Don't take me out. <laughs> I'm good. A little bit of weed, a little bit of weed. We good. We good. And that's, that's exactly. And I come home and smoke at night. And and then I'm happy. I don't need a lot. I'm a very simple girl. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that because we love simple. Yeah. <laughs> Sex, weed, and sports. As long as I have those three things in my life, I really don't see how this gets to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, don't get it twisted. Is it? It the chase can be mentally taxing. You know, even with me, because like. Sometimes I don't be paying attention. I book three episodes. So I might, it, it, I might have like this Saturday. Woo! Saturday this weekend that I'm off. I'm off the nine to five, but I ain't off the podcast. I got like eight shows to do in two days. <laughs> and that makes you exhausted. It does. It that makes you exhausted. Where by the end of it, you yeah. don't even want to hear noise. Who you tell me? I'm like, I get behind on my editing be like, man, I got six of these motherfuckers put down tonight. You're like, is this ever over yet? Like, Jesus. It be like you be looking for the end point. There ain't no end point. I know, and you're like, it kind of makes you a little depressed. You're like, really? Like, oh my God. So, oh, this lady. It came to the end of another episode, and I got to ask the question because we didn't get to everything. It's a lot that we didn't get to talk about, but it's a reason for that because we want her to come back. So with that being said, Miss Austin, can I call you a smoke buddy? Uh, you can call me a smoke buddy, a friend, family. We're in it together. See, say no more. So y'all heard it. You'll be back on the Smokers Lounge, and you know where she's coming to, the premium smoke room, because what the best smoke is always premium. Five premium podcasts for you enjoy. Four ninety nine a month. What happens? It gets more provocative. It gets crazy. It gets wild. It gets more predictable. Titty might pop out. Dildo might pop out. But what always comes out is the real smoke about the industry. And we'll definitely will have a premium smoke room. So with that being said, baby girl, tell everybody where they can spend money on me. They can go to me on OnlyFans at OnlyFans.com, Bree Austin. Or they can anyone can go to many vids at Brie Austin and um and just buy my content. That's all I'll ever ask you to do. You say no more. <laughs> so with that being said, you know how we end these things all day, everyday people. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Say goodbye to them. Bye.